Hey everybody, welcome to the Air Recovery Podcast. Yo. I am Zach and this is Spencer here. Hello everybody. And this is our very first podcast that we have decided to record. So, well, video. I mean, we record, I guess we record all of our podcasts. Yeah, it wouldn't be but, much of a podcast. Uh, <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast currently on any of the other podcast streaming Mediums? Mediums. There we go. There we go. Um, check us out on YouTube. All you got to do is type in uh, Addicts and Recovery Podcast and you will find us. And then you will be sorely disappointed when you find out, the f- when you find the faces to the names, right? I feel like once yeah, there's they nothing attribute but, the... Yeah, it's just a resentment in waiting. Yeah, basically. it's just really... So don't... So we should also have... We should have a podcast on expectations. Just, you know... Yeah, I think that that would and, be... And that would help. I think that would help. To lower them, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should have done that one first. Don't expect uh, too much. Yeah, don't expect too much. Um, the other thing is, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our channel if you enjoy this video, uh, which I think you will. I think you're going to. I, I think you're going to. This is some good so, stuff. This is, this is some good shit. And this week, after spending an entire 20 minutes trying to relocate my chair because... We are off center of our tapestry. We are doing a podcast on perfectionism. Perfectionism, Zach. And it is an ism. It is, it is definitely, oh, yeah. It is definitely an ism. Um, we, uh, it has been, when was the last time we did a podcast? It's been ages. It's been like, what, eight months, nine months, maybe? Is it, it that been long? since like November. Yeah, it could be. Yes, it could be nine, nine months. It's it's definitely been a long time. Wild. Um, We, uh, so Spencer and I have been working together and we have learned a few things about how Spencer might be a perfectionist. And, and uh, (laughs) I'm not, I'm definitely not, except you're on the wrong side of, you like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, It's part. Perfectionist with you, part control freak, I think. Is yeah, well, I, isn't that part of the perfectionism? Well, like, I mean, everything goes really well when I'm in charge. Like, it, and if and if I was in charge, and this is, you know, write this down. If Zach was in charge of the world, I don't see you writing it down. I, yeah. If Zach, <laughs> mental note. There's a reason for If that. Zach is in charge of the world, uh, things would just, I mean. Yeah, I, I get the feeling just, that it would. You can just assume where the world would be. Yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> if my mental image is the same as yours, <laughs> but but it's it, it, it's a dark day when that that Could happens. Be. So um, yeah, perfectionism is is I think it's going to be a really interesting topic for us because okay. I well I don't know like you know I was saying to you earlier like um, for me perfectionism before before I came into recovery and before I got kind of going with all that jazz. I always thought perfectionism for me was like this real admirable quality that I was looking for in myself. I was like, yes, like that's a really good thing. Like if, you know, it's that thing in job interviews when people say like, what what are your kind of, what's your biggest weak, what are your, your three biggest weaknesses? And I used to think, oh, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, mm, I'm a perfectionist. Like that's a good answer to have for a weakness. Like, for a weakness. Yeah. yeah. Like, or, or a, you know, I'm a workaholic is meant to be another one, isn't it? So like the, but like, you're like, oh, I'm this perfectionist. It's got to be a really good thing. <laughs> um, and as it turns out, 
It's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, no one was more surprised than me. Um, I, I grew up, my dad working um, construction and, and really had this, uh, his name's Brad and I used to call him Brad the Builder, like Bob the Builder. <laughs> and he would, he had this tendency of, of everything needed to be spot on. I mean, when, you, when he was hanging a door in a room like the seams couldn't be uneven. I mean, it had to be perfectly hung and, and and he would take all of this extra time to make sure that everything was just spot on. And that's, um, was really what was passed down to me because if you're going to do, if you're, <laughs> this is what, this is what I would use as an excuse. Like if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Right. Uh, it's gotta be done perfectly. And, even when no one notices. So here's here's the thing that I've that I've learned since moving here, and I've actually mentioned this to you, is when I when I see people painting, uh, whether it's a, whether it's outside of a building or inside of a building, um, to get paint on a wall that's not showing drip marks, you have to sand it first, right? So you sand it down and then you paint it. And my dad, when he would paint a room, he would spend three days sanding this room. I mean, this room, it was so pristine by the time that he got to painting. Was there any wool left? No, I mean, it was perfect, man. Like you, that's just what he would sanded it away. Yeah. And then, and of course there was never, never an empty or like an extra drop of paint or anything. Um, and, and and so I, I moved here and I see people who have like four layers of paint on their walls uh, because, well, obviously the buildings here are a lot older than <laughs> the ones in America. I'm pretty sure that We're this, from England, I'm where the history sure, comes from. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> we were literally formed like yesterday. Uh, America, anyway. But uh, this, you, you get the idea. It, it, it was all down to these minor details. And instead of just getting something done and moving on with life, it was spend four days and... 27 hours to, to work on this one aspect of it to then, you know, move on. And at first I also thought that that was like an extremely admirable quality. And at times I think it is, but I also think at times in my life, more often than not, it just causes, it just causes problems. Well, I think, you know, if I relate it back to my recovery, then I know that there is like <laughs> the, that there are so many things, there's so many nuances that you can kind of draw out of that to, to think about how it applies, how it applied to me in active addiction and kind of how by having that perfectionism, you're really setting yourself up to fail. Mm. Because um, I think it kind of, for me, there was this whole story that I was telling myself, right? And I think this is a common theme amongst well, certainly between you and I, we've talked about this quite a lot. And the, the the story that I'm telling myself in my head when I'm a perfectionist and in addiction, <clears throat> in active addiction, that is that basically if you don't do it perfectly, like that's not okay. So you might as well just give up. Mm. And, it, 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 and it's interesting because we talked a little bit about failure um, before the podcast started as well. And it's kind of like how by having these unbelievably high standards that you're just you're you're kind of you're tilting the whole table in favor of just 
utter self-destruction, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's just it's not, you know. And I, I, I to, to get a bit deeper into that, I, I think that for me, looking at that perfectionism, it was um, a persona. It was um, a defense mechanism for me, and the way that I'd built it up before getting into recovery was, I mean, it was just one of the masks that I wore to kind of deal with the world. But it, are you still wearing one like right now? I thought, I, uh, uh, um, yeah, shut up, drink off? your coffee. <laughs> the, <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, so the whole, the, like the, one of these masks, the, the, the perfectionist, like everything must be, you know, um, absolutely spot on. It's like this the, the defense against the world, this this whole kind of, you can't see the true me. Mm. Um, and I think that that kind of went hand in hand with this thing where I would never be able to ask you for help because I'd rather fucking eat shit than let you know that I'm not okay. Mm. And yeah, I, I, I kind of, in my personality, like I know you can draw the parallel to that. I, I'm not sure where it comes from in me. I don't know whether it's just some deep-rooted insecurity or, or something most likely, you know, my character's pretty flawed. Um, but I, I think that there's... You set me up, man. Yeah, well, I set me up. You knock them down, come on. Right? <laughs> I'm not it's like an alley-oop. I know, yeah, you did too. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> the, um, we spend a lot of time together and... Whenever, whenever one of us mentions our own character defects, it's really one of those like saying, uh, "What was it? What, what was it? You just barely said." I don't, it's like, like a red rag to a bull. Yeah, I'm like fa- I'm a fairly flawed character or something like that, and immediately I'm just need to jump on that. And get, yeah, confirm it. That's the kind of validation that I'm looking for, really. You know, that's that that's kind of it. But yeah, I mean, I think that I've got several of these masks that I wore through various times. You know, I, I've spoken before in, on the, on this podcast about being a chameleon and kind of that um, the people pleasing kind of thing, which is another side of the mask. But the perfectionist one is, and and it's so ego driven. You know, mm. like it's front and center it's just solely about this image that i've created of myself where it just can't be not 100 perfect and if it is then well which never basically happened but if it isn't then just fuck it all to you know to hell you know what does they say um to, to yeah just to hell with it and like you might as well just go on a full-blown like the fuck it button. Yes. And and just, you know. I um I attributed uh I, I really attribute most of most of my perfectionism to years of not being good enough. Uh there have been so many, so many, so many times that I have <laughs> not uh succeeded in ways that I want to or that I expected to. Uh expectations and i would I, I i knew that there were some things that i could that i was in control of and those things that i could control i was going to control those to the best of my abilities because that is where i laid my self-worth that, that was that was i was so messed up 
especially during using and, and drinking, um, that, that I would take these, these things that I was good at and, and that's how they define me. So for instance, uh, I used to go to, to play pool at bars and some nights, man, like when you get the right combination of like alcohol and drugs, man, you can shoot billiards like it's nothing, right? And and I would I would go in there and I would have, I mean, I'd play a great game and then I'd play another great game and I'd just be killing it, man. And, and I'm on top of the world, right? Because I'm, I'm playing perfectly. And then by the end of the night, you know, too many drinks, too many drugs, it, it starts to go. And I immediately am on myself. Like, how the fuck have you let this go? How have you done this? Because I've literally attributed my value as a person to the fact that I could play pool. At yeah, that's times. really interesting, actually. Um, and I and that's how it was like throughout all of my life. Like I, uh, well, through the shit that I cared about, right? So like, I mean, school, for instance, I didn't give a shit about school, so I never really went. <laughs> like when it comes to when it came to things that I actually cared about, then it was it was my value as a person lied in those in those external things. Yeah, I I think that that's probably not that uncommon in terms of the the sort of and not just in terms of the perfectionist streak but I know that's kind of what we're what we're talking about today and um I think that there's there's kind of that that whole self-worth piece is is really kind of interesting to me because it's I think it speaks to this kind of ego driven piece as well right because you're you're kind of building up this whole facade and like pinning your identity on something that isn't really real, like to, to kind of validate yourself, right. Or to yeah. get validation from others. Exactly. Um, and it's kind of, yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is really <laughs> fucked. It's, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like, so, I mean, for me, the opposite of um, perfection is authenticity, right? So, um, to try and break away from the the perfectionist idea is to, and I'm going to get a bit Brené Brown now, but it's like it's like the whole vulnerability thing. She would love this. Yeah, she would. She, she would. would. I know she's a keen viewer. <laughs> yes, hey, she Brené. watches all the Good, time. Great to see you as always. And um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, so the, the like the authenticity, the vulnerability, the kind of the, the like actually showing your true self mm. because the way I'd built it up and I don't know if I've described this to you before but the like I had this idea that inside me was like this wounded child right that 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 needs protecting and then kind of the mask of the perfectionism or the the chameleon or the joker or whatever it might be is is kind of the protection screen that that the the inner child needs to kind of just be okay yeah and what I started to, and it was through my meditation actually that I really started to notice this was that, you know, I'm not that mask. But the interesting thing is, I'm not that wounded child either. And and it's kind of, it's about well, for me, for me in my recovery, and you know, it's it's a process. And I I when I got sober, like. I'm not saying that all my problems were solved because they were not, right? And I still struggle all the time. Like, you know, we I was talking to you the other day about fighting the demons and everything, right? And um, 
it's kind of like, for me, it's not about people talk about finding yourself and like the wounded child or the mask and wondering what's going on here. It's not about discovery. It's kind of, for me, it's about letting go of all the shit that I've accumulated that I think is part of me, but actually it's not. And it's kind of just letting go and being your true self. And I'm not saying that's easy or the, like, you need to do work to like, well, I'm sorry, you don't, well, you do, but I mean, I, I, <laughs> you it need is. to do work. <laughs> but I mean, I, well, I, should I agree. Talk, I, I should agree. talk about my experience though, shouldn't I? That, that, that's, it, it's kind of like, well, I, you know, I need to do work. I need to understand that some of these behaviors and things uh, are not serving me anymore and that it was never really me and I can make choices and I can be self-aware. And that's really hard. Mm. It's really, really hard to be sort of self-aware because we sleepwalk through like 70% of our lives at minimum, I would have thought. You know, it's just kind of like autopilot stuff that you don't even realize that you're you're just kind of doing. Um, I uh, When I was going to... A specific meeting. There was this old time. I had like I don't know forty some odd years of recovery, and he would walk into a room and he would say, "I have eighty six thousand four hundred seconds in a day, right?" And if you split that up, I think it's a uh, I don't know fourteen hundred minutes or something like that. And if you split that up, it gets into the four forty, and and or fourteen forty or something like. That. But he splits the day up into three parts, and he says, "Out of." Those three parts, okay, those three eight-hour periods, eight of them are spent working, the other eight of them are spent sleeping, and then the eight that I have to myself are spent whining and sniveling about shit <laughs> that has nothing to do with living. <laughs> and I, <laughs> it's like, that's brilliant. But that's... Because it's true. Like, when it, we, when we're not focused on ourselves or in the moment, then we really... I, 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 me, when I am not focused on myself and in the moment, I am whining and sniveling about shit that really has nothing to do with living in this moment. Um, and is often for me none of my fucking business. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> not only, not only, that, <laughs> uh, not only that, but it's it's I I do it because I don't want to look at myself. This is the last thing I want to do is focus on myself, and so I'll focus on anything else that I can that um, that is not that is not me. And this is, it's the, it's really the same with, uh, it, with this perfectionism, it, it ties together because why, to who am I, am I trying to be perfect for? <laughs> I mean, that's such a good question because like, it, it, you know, I'm like who and kind of why is yeah, well. like, why, <laughs> why am I trying? Exactly. Because it's a really unattractive quality if you look at any of the things that Brene Brown talks about in terms of vulnerability authenticity um like these are really super attractive qualities that okay. you know if you can be vulnerable if you can show your true self um then it's it's much better it's it, you know but why why do we feel the need to be perfect it's it's kind of i i know. feel like society i the i i feel like society has put out these okay and they have it's they're called societal norms right 
where we are supposed to meet a specific level of functionality to to be considered normal. I keep waving my hand in my face. I'm not used to a camera there. Um, but the 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 re, and especially coming from addiction and coming from alcoholism where where we're and some people don't some people don't like this uh, term, but different than normal normal people like normal person can go out and drink or a normal person can go out and and, (laughs) you know do normal person things that i as a recovering addict cannot cannot do and but they they set these they, they set these bars and then we have these like authority figures in our lives that also set these bars and then we have all these other things and and i as a person I, I think just innately want to meet that standard. I, want, I, I don't want to be the person that is seen as less as. as. I don't want to be the person that is uh, flawed, right? Or, or unperfect because then I am, and, and this really comes down to what I was talking about, is I'm not good enough, right? I'm not, if, if I can't, <laughs> and this sounds so dumb, just, I just ran it through my head and I'm going to say it, but it sounds so dumb. But if I can't paint this wall without leaving any extra drops of paint on it, then I will literally lead that back to, I am not capable of being loved. Doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't. Because if, if I meet someone who, who is not perfect, okay? One day, one day I'll meet someone who isn't perfect. I'm, I'm not sure when. Not but today. Not today. <laughs> and... I would never hold that person to that to that standard of perfection. No, who would do that? No, I would never. <laughs> and it's the same. It's the same as like self talk. It's the same as all these other things. I would never hold anyone to the standard that I hold myself to. And then it's like, who the fuck do I think I am? Like Jesus? I, know, I mean, right? my God! <laughs> like I am it's God's crazy. gift to man by. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it, it is absolutely ludicrous, isn't it? The, the way that we kind of talk to ourselves and it's yeah, wild, man. You wouldn't talk to a dog, like I wouldn't talk. Yeah, like how I talk to myself is. Yeah, exactly. And I, I wouldn't talk to like I wouldn't talk to a person that I hated the way that I talk to myself. I'm more I am more civil with people that I don't like than I am with myself. I know, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't get it, man. Um, but I, I think it just, it's as, as one of the things that I have to, uh, had to learn how to do to cope with this perfectionism, uh, because I have a lot of it. I'm not going to lie. We've been talking now for a while and this, this tapestry off balancing is still driving me crazy. Uh, and then I'm going to video edit this and it's still going to drive me crazy. But one of the things that I have to do is I have to just, I have to let it go. Nobody cares. Nobody is watching this podcast at this moment just to see the symmetry in the shot, right? Like no one. Well, they weren't until now. Yeah, well, now because I mentioned it, but I'm trying to prove a point. Now when you guys are listening to this it's or watching this, you're going to be like, God, it's off center. Why is it off center? Uh <laughs> It's okay. Live in the discomfort, right? Live in the discomfort. But one of the things, one of the things that I have to, I have to tell myself with the perfectionism is, it's okay. Do you know what I think? It's the, the, I think it's a great point that you're making. And and one of the things that I, it, it for me, it was kind of the the asking for help when 
when things aren't perfect to, to like and I'm like I don't like doing yeah. that right it's just I can do it myself like I need to be self-sufficient because the world is a dangerous place <laughs> and like it's just bullshit isn't it I mean the but and and you know because I've got to protect protect my wounded child but um a little baby Spencer yeah yeah and then yeah <laughs> broken baby Spencer <laughs> um yeah, I I, I, I I just think it's kind of when I start to be able to just crack the shell of that thing, of that perfectionism, and say to you, you know, Zach, I'm not I'm not doing okay, or like this is really sucky, or I'm having a bad day, or what you know, whatever it might be. Just to just to that chink of light to start letting it out, and then it's like a river. Like it's kind of and it feels good. Like, it actually does feel good. Like, and I think that that, that that was one of the things, but I never remember that because I'm an addict, right? So it's, yeah. it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, no, I've instantly <laughs> forgotten this. Um, I, I, I have to remember that, um, and it's something that um, another friend of mine in, in recovery actually uh, wrote a message to me. I don't know if it was yesterday or today on, on Facebook, just saying, uh, and uh, it's a Martin Luther King uh, quote which is you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step and mm. and I kind of relate to that in terms of like letting it out because it's kind of like just take one step and if you take one step then maybe you can take another one blah, 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 blah. you can see how it's you know he's he was far smarter than I'll ever be and it's um I just I just really love it as an analogy as and as a kind of tool it's like well, I don't have to tell everything. I just have to say to someone, I'm not doing okay. Mm. Like, that that's just the message that I can... And I can just text that to one of my friends in recovery or or to one of my folks or, you know, to, to someone that, that sort of gets me, um, someone in my in my circle. Um, I think that's, that's, that's one of the... I think one of the hardest... To me, one of the hardest parts is admitting that I am not, I'm not okay. Like there are times where I am not okay. I haven't stuck a needle in my arm in God, almost six years. And I can still have days. Actually, it was just, just yesterday. Um, for some reason, man, I was just not having a good day, but you would think when you have long-term recovery, I have like Long-term recovery, a good house, a good job, school. I mean, I have all these things, these amazing things that that on the outside should indicate a perfect life, right? Like, I just started dating this awesome girl. I have all of these, like, amazing things going. And um, why am I not okay, right? I should be okay. There's there's something in my head that, that it keeps telling me I should be. You should be okay. Why are you not okay, Zach? And then I start, you know, chomping at the bit. Why the hell, why, why am I not okay, right? Well, it's, it's because I'm, I'm human. I'm not perfect. And there are going to be days when I'm not okay. And there are going to be things that I, that I can't do perfectly. Uh, and I think the, the, the best part about this whole lack of being perfect, when, when, when I can finally admit that I'm not perfect, is that, it's okay to have a shitty day. It I, is. I, yeah, I was just about to say this, right? Because one of the things that I had, like, coming into recovery and stuff, and uh, was, like, it's okay not to be okay. 
And I was like, when you fucking that? Yeah. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, by that dick. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, isn't it? When you get to this sort of thing and you, you're like, oh, I'm really not okay. But that's okay. <laughs> it's all right to have feelings. I don't have to medicate these away. I don't have to, you know, lose myself in at the bottom of a bottle of vodka or, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, it's not. Like, these are normal human emotions. It's okay to experience it's wild. this. It's and you know what? It's not me perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know what? It passes. It does. It doesn't last forever. Yeah. Um, one of the... Another, like, real big benefit to, to this whole... So, I, I was taught um, when I was working with people, I was working with a lot of young adults that were in really, really early, I guess what you would say recovery. And I mean, ages from like, I wouldn't even say they, they weren't even young adults. They were kids like 11 yeah. to 11 to 18. And I was taught that if I don't find a healthy way to disconnect from working with them, then everything they do is going to follow me is going to follow me home. Right? So when I'm at work, and I see this kid who's doing so well, just this great kid. And he's, he's picked up, he, he's picked up his life. He's turned things around. And then the government comes in and sends them home back to the spot that they came from with the drug addicted family living in the slums, uh, just right back, taking, taking a clean, a clean sock and putting it into a muddy boot. Right. And I was, I was taught that if I don't know, if I don't learn how to disconnect from that, uh, that, that's going to follow me. And for a while it did. And it's, and I actually, I, I now implement that same, uh, thought process to perfectionism. So I don't, um, if, if I can, if I can have this fine line and this is also, you know, balance, if I can have this kind of, it's not very fine line, honestly, the world is a gray area. Um, but if, if I can walk the line between, caring and not giving a shit and then picking and choosing like what I want to do my my stress levels because because at first everything in my life was top top tier I had to I had everything had to make be perfect my my job my house my life everything had to be perfect um and and you can see by by keeping up the appearances keeping up with the joneses I it's just stressful, man. It's stressful. It's it's a ton of work. No human can do it. Um, I don't. And care. no one gives a shit. <laughs> and no one gives a shit. Only I care. And but but when I can bring it all down to you know fifty, I I mean if I look at something and I go okay, here's how much effort I want to give this, or here's how much effort I want to give this. What that what uh, the way that i see it is i have more power as a human now i have more worth as a human now because i now pick and choose my battles if i don't want to deal with something then guess what i'm not going to do it and it doesn't make me any less of a person right yeah i mean i think it, you touched on something there that um you know me and my buddhism stuff and all that right so there, there's a principle in in buddhism called equanimity um which, say, that, say that again equanimity equanimity Equanimity. So, um, but this is probably not the forum to to delve too deeply into that. But it's basically the idea that you know I can help you in as much as uh, is kind of human for me to do, as long as it doesn't affect me in a negative way. 
Mm. And um, they, they talk about the, the lotus flower because it grows out of the mud and, and, and it's like the beautiful flower. At the, but you, you can get stuck in the mud, right? And you don't... Like oh, if, yeah. if it's stuck in the mud, you you don't want to get stuck in the mud. You can like, but you can be this beautiful flower at the at the top, and you can still help people. But you need to keep yourself kind of fit, healthy, and well first. And and I, I, we won't get into the whole kind of self care versus selfish thing. But it it's about you know if I don't take care of me, how can I possibly help anyone else? And I think that that's a real kind of and that that, that that's not quite. Well, Equanimity deserves a bit more explanation, but you understand what I'm saying. And how can you take care of yourself when you're so when you're too busy trying to keep the whole rest of your life perfect? Yeah, if everything right. needs to be perfect, well, I'm you know what am I going to do? I, I need to spend like, three hours polishing my halo. I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for any of the mundane it is getting, things. It is getting a little dull. You yeah, know, you're yeah. Need to, <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of polish do you use? I would love to know. I, I, the turtle wax. Oh, do you know? Okay, yeah. Do you have that in America? I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. probably American, actually. So. It could be. You get or one medium-sized turtle and just kind just of... squeeze it. Yeah, <laughs> and then... Yeah. That, that's what a guy on Facebook told me. Anyway, so. Yeah. Well, hey, man, it's got to be true. I don't know. The, 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 I guess the last thing that um, I would probably talk about in terms of perfectionism is... Um, one of the ways that I would use it to my kind of advantage, and I mean this in a negative way, right, kind of Machiavellian controlling, would be that I would intellectualize it. So I would always be kind of thinking, oh, I've got to be the smartest person and, you know, try and, like, not necessarily outsmart, but I'd belittle people. Mm. Like, I would use my intelligence as a weapon, Mm. to to make you feel like shit um and like if people challenged me like i would get kind of i don't it, it was fight or flight right classic oh yeah and and i'd like either be having because it's an assault on my ego right yeah 100 <laughs> percent. and um it, it was a uh, one of the uh one of the other things that um my fantastic um counselor um in um, in therapy, um, sorry, in rehab, <clears throat> uh, told me he, he said to me, he just sort of said to me, Spencer, do you want to be right? I was like, yeah. He was like, or do you want to be happy? And I was like, yeah, oh. that's uh, yeah. And I thought, like, oh. he was bringing the wisdom there. Like, do you want to oh. be right or do you want to be happy? That's one of those like, wow, like makes you. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's oh. yeah, it kind of. <laughs> Like, like, we have this big row, and it turns out that I'm right and you're wrong, and now I feel, oh no, I don't feel that great actually. Like it, you know, like right. my righteousness would, you know, makes me a happier person. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I am Thor, God of Thunder, <laughs> hear me roar. Yeah. Like it's not, it, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't fucking work like that, does it? You don't sort of win the argument. Like you could be a bit smug about it, maybe for a bit. Yeah, I was smarter than him, or yeah. like, I knew stuff that you didn't know. Yeah, but that's totally that's ego. Yeah, and it's exactly. And like, you end up exactly feeling like a bit saying. of a shit afterwards, don't you? I mean, if you've kind of put someone down or something, and it's it's not really a good feeling. But instead, what you could do is you could just let that shit go. <laughs> yeah. And actually, maybe be happy because we don't have to get into it. Like, like I know the stuff I know, you know the stuff you know, and maybe you've got an opinion that's different to mine, or maybe you see it from a different view, or maybe your life experience is different. You know, with the world right now, you're really touching some some 
troubled waters. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to go down that particular rabbit hole too far. Um, but uh, you, know, you have a yeah. really, you have a, a, a phenomenally good point. Um, you don't. Part of perfectionism is well. I honestly, I think perfectionism in my life is directly related with my ego directly related with my ego because my ego and, and and this happens this happens all the time when i um when i run into people that have different opinions than me or when i run into somebody who criticizes something that i'm doing uh my gut instinct will be just 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 Im- immediately i mean I, I and this is just from years of of my well okay an entire life of living this that way is i will immediately be like and then like, you know, like this, I would get people who are listening, can't see my hand gestures. Can they? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will immediately get offended. Like you have, you have attacked my character. This is how dare you. Right. But, but in reality, that's, I can be in a, what someone considers the wrong or, and maybe I believe it's the right, but this is the thing, and this is the thing I don't get with like politics, right? Is you can have somebody who's far left, and then you can have someone who's far right. Okay, on both sides, each person believes believes to their core that they are right. Okay, so if you have two people that wholeheartedly believe something, who are you to tell either one that they're wrong? It it reminds me of something that I used to that, that there was a saying that I used to have at work, and it was. Um, it came about because um, I used to work in Financial City and we did some pretty large transactions, right? And um, it, it like I cocked something up quite badly um, and we lost a bunch of money, <clears throat> blah, 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 blah. The, the most dangerous point is when you are certain you're right, when you're 100% certain you're right and you're not. Oof. Like it's... It, like, because the, the you know that certainty, and like, when when it suddenly comes out that you're not right, when you were certain you were right, <laughs> like absolutely, you know, cast out like that kind of that fight or flight thing is it, like it's like weaponizing your ego, like it, <laughs> you yeah. know, and sharpening the the edge of my ego axe <laughs> to like you know, it's kind of just ridiculous, isn't it? Like because. And and it's just this classical thing where you get really angry to cover your kind of embarrassment, right? (laughs) Really angry. And then and then you run away. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, shit, I'm going to lunch now (laughs) because we just yeah. I am out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I think that that, 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 that's kind of that righteous righteous kind of like I conviction with anger and and because I'm perfect and then you're not yeah. and it's like oh <laughs> yeah wow yeah and then and then I get into and and this isn't like a, a forward thought in my head of I'm not good enough but it, it's it's back there spinning like if I'm wrong about this what else am I wrong about and then if what else am I wrong about and then it just makes me question everything yeah and then, then, it's, and then it's even and, yeah then it's even more uncomfortable because then my whole and and um there's 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 that line of like Yes, we are wrong about some things, but we're not wrong about everything. And yes, there are some things to focus on and some things that we shouldn't focus on. And and we should pick our battles and we should admit when we're wrong. Because honestly, um, 
when I admit that I'm wrong, it's been such a long time since I've spoken in I statements. It's so hard to stay in them. I thought you were just about to say it's been so long since I was wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> but no, really, the I statement thing has been really hard. Um, but... And how I lost where I was, I lost where I was going with it. Well, it was Something or absolutely other. fascinating. Yes, it was. It was on point. But I, I, I would take these instances, and I used to, and I used to get so worked up on them. And but honestly, when I, when I go up and I admit that I'm wrong, yes, it's humbling for one. My ego just hates it, hates it, man. You can hear it crawling around in my head, like clawing out. <laughs> Uh, no! and, and it's almost like the Wicked Witch of the West, like when she's like dying. Bucket uh, of water. Yeah, the bucket of water, exactly. Help me! Um, afterwards, I feel better. Like, I just do. It's the craziest thing. When I admit that I'm not perfect and when I lay that out on the table, like, yes, I am not perfect. I am a human. I make mistakes. It's okay. Feels good to be authentic, right? I feel better, yeah. And, and, and live in that vulnerability. Yes, it sucks for a minute, but then it passes. Uh, Brene Brown, since we were just barely talking about it, she says when they, they've done a study that said uh, when you are in this awkward moment, okay, when a person is in this awkward moment, I guess, working on the I statements, we'll get, we'll get better at it. Uh, I, when a person is in an awkward moment, that awkward moment lasts on average Six seconds. But it feels like three and a half weeks. Yeah. Isn't that wild? <laughs> and, and, and I, as a person, will jump through hoops to avoid that six, six seconds. Six seconds of discomfort. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> but, it, but it's not like you have to cut off your arm, is it? I mean, it's no. not like physical pain or like it's just no, a little bit awkward. But then again, but then again the emotional pain is, is well, because, and, but it, it's six seconds. It's six seconds on average that it feels awkward and then that's it and then i move on the other person moves on and if i don't do that then what happens is the other person moves on and i live in it and i carry it with me and then every time i see that person guess what pops into my head the time that i made a total ass out of myself for refusing that i was wrong even though it was blatantly put it in my face there's a really cool There's story <laughs> that um, just a little anecdote that um, that I learned because I <clears throat> I spent time in Thailand and sort of the, the mindfulness stuff when I was in in rehab and it, it had a very profound effect on me and and the guy that taught me um, a bunch of this stuff he um, he told me this story about um, these two monks these traveling to. To, to the city, I don't know, right? And they, they get to the edge of this river that they've got to cross, and there's a woman there. And the the elder monk picks up the, the lady. elder monk? Yeah. He 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 <laughs> he picks her up and carries he's he's the older of the two. It's like an old priest and a young so priest. Funny. It's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he, he, elder monk. He he carries her across the, the river and, and puts her down. And um they the two monks carry on and the the young monk is like furious about this because in their order they're not allowed to even touch women right and um they're, they're sort of carrying on and he's like like how could you have done this in his head like and eventually he stops him like just before they get to the city right and he says 
how could you have done that? You know, your vows and everything. You're not allowed to touch this woman. And and the, the, the elder monk says to her, well, yeah, but I put her down on the other side of the river and you're still carrying her. Oh. And, and, and I, I really like that as well because it's kind of like, yeah, do you see, like, you see what's going on here? Like, you've been mentally carrying the baggage the whole time, whereas I just let it go. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think that's cool, man. Which is really, which is really what like we need to do is, uh, just in general, I keep using we. Just this is gonna drive a few people crazy, but I'm not perfect. Uh, what I need to do and what I continue to do is is let things go. I there's always something that I need to do today. There's always something that I need to do. It is the strangest. Phenomenon, but no matter where I am at in my life, there is always one thing, at least one thing that I need to do. Okay. So if I don't do that today, that's okay. Cause there's gonna be one more thing to do tomorrow and one more thing to do the next day. And and it's okay to just 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 let it go. It's okay to let things go. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to not be giving everything my 110% all the time. It's not going to lead me to be a bad person. It doesn't make me lazy. I'm not going to go out and relapse because I am not giving recovery a thousand percent every day. Um, it, it's not going to. And, and ev- that's just what m- the voice in my head tells me. Uh, and, and it doesn't, I don't always need to believe that. I, I, I mean, I completely agree with you. It's, it, it, but it's it's one of those things, isn't it? I remember saying to you the other day, just let that shit go, and you were like, "Yeah, why didn't I think of that?" Like, like you know, like <laughs> it's easier. Yeah, said it's than so done. easy to say it, isn't it? But it, it is. Uh, but change is hard. It is because again, you've got to have that presence of mind. You've got to be in the moment. You have to understand that you know you are the one thinking these things and you have to pay attention to your behaviors. And especially when I was in early recovery, that was so difficult. Because the grooves that I would, you know, my my mental grooves that I would work along were so well-worn and such well-trodden paths that to try and go, no, hang on, don't do this because you're being a dick (laughs) um, and do something else is really difficult because you've always done it that way. And suddenly, like, you're thinking, no, I'm not going to be a selfish, arrogant prick what I'm going to do is I'm going to be kind and empathetic and loving and honest and trustworthy. And, and that's a process, you know, that, I mean, it's a decision. Like it is a decision. You decide that you're going to say, right, I'm going to find these new life values, which don't involve perfectionism. But from that decision, it's a process, right? A change is a process oh, yeah. for me anyway. Yeah, and and and, and gotta, I think you got to choose, and then you got to put it into action, and then you got to screw up, and then you got to put it into action again, and you got to. But you have to choose every time to yeah. do the 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 new behavior, and because it's like you you are you, you understand the um oh, what what is it that he used to say? Uh, what am my my counselor used to say about um being aware, but um you you. You start off being unaware and incompetent and then you become aware that you're incompetent. But then you become competent and you become aware that you're competent. 
but then you become unaware that you're competent. Because and, and, and it just passes into second nature, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that that part in early recovery is so hard because you're, you're aware that you're incompetent. And that really sucks yeah. because you're like, oh, and I remember like I had floods of tears in, in, in rehab because like all these realizations that I was a dick. Like, or, and my behaviors were appalling, you know, it's, <laughs> but it's true. Like it, it was like, I was really unpleasant to yeah. the people that I loved the most. And, you know, that uh, I'm, I'm very proud of my recovery, but I'm not perfect. And that's okay. I remember, uh, I remember sitting, I was, I was talking to a friend that I went to rehab with. And I was, and, and a lot of people, a lot of people can say this and a lot of people can, can say otherwise. But when I was in, in, when I got to rehab, the level of ass in which I was at was so high. I mean, I was the definition of an ass. Like there was no, I mean, it, I, you open the dictionary and there is my picture sitting there like smug fucking look. Um, cause I, that's how, that's how just, you know, how sick and fucked up I got as throughout my addiction and throughout like my life. And, um, to, I remember I was sitting, I was sitting on Facebook talking to this girl and this is maybe a year ago or so. And she says, you remember that you remember being in treatment like you were a dick and then she, and then she just says what happened and I was like what do you mean she's like well she, you you're you're a, like you're a decent human being now she said like, that to you I know <laughs> another one fooled know, right <laughs> I'm getting really good at this there is a um this is totally off track, <laughs> but I want to say it anyway. So I was reading this, the, the psychopath test, right? Is that what it's called? The psychopath yeah, John test? Ronson. Yeah. He talks about how when you take these psychopaths, or they did a study where they took a bunch of psychopaths, they gave them a bunch of acid, and they put them in a room. I remember it. And they taught, and they-, they I, I, no, I wasn't there. Right? Yeah, I, I read yeah, the book you as remember well. it. <laughs> um, and then they, they came out, and it seemed as though they were reformed. And then- uh, so they, they get reformed and everything and they, they get sent back out to society only to have even higher, like higher, um, criminal what, rates tendencies or tendencies and, yeah, 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 than normal because when they were in that little tank on, on acid, they, they learned how to fool other people better. That's, that's Wow. Um, so really what happened was I, I was thrown into a tank and fed a bunch of acid and now I can just fool you guys better. That's yeah. That's, that's terrifying. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's, that's what's terrifying. happening. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. I just reminded me of that. Can we, is, can we it was a fun fact. <laughs> it's a fun fact. It is a fun. It's, it's a fun fact. It's anyway. a good family fun fact. No, that really, um, that really hit me when she said that I was like, I, and I, and you don't even realize it until, because you, sp you spend so much time, Thinking about shit that has nothing to do with living, whining and sniveling about shit that has nothing to do with living. Uh, yeah, and then you, and then you, before you know it, you've come all of this way, and yeah, it's just it's wild, man. It's yeah, wild. I, I, I know, it, 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 but it's so alien for me as well. I, I, um, I was just checking up on one of my clients. Um, 
day before yesterday, I think. And um, he'd suffered an accident and he, yeah, he's off work. And I just sent him a text and we were having a little chat and I was just wishing him well. And he was like, well, you haven't given me a bill or anything. For it. Like, I was like, well, I was just seeing how you are. And he, the last comment that he wrote was me, just, Spence, you're a good man. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot possibly accept that compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was really touching. And I, I thought, you know. Even though you're not perfect. But I have my moments when I am a good man. Yeah. Right. Th this isn't necessarily one of them, but I, I, mean, I <laughs> even even when we're not perfect, we are still considered. We can still be considered to be good people. I think we can always be considered to be good people. Well, certainly, as long as I stay in recovery, I think that well, I, really I got good a good point. chance. <laughs> oh man. Um. But yeah, I think that's that's really that's really about it. That's really about all I got. Yeah. What about you. No, I'm I'm good, man. I've I've, I've enjoyed this chat. It's been really it's been interesting, really enlightening, and um, my favorite bit is the the kind of the tapestry really annoying you. So it's yeah. Um, I, I actually had forgotten it there for about a good twenty. minutes. Do you know what? I, but Thank the, you. The, the thing, um, the thing. I, I said this to you the other day, and I, I heard um, famous actor talking about it. You know, when when we are like, if you ask your higher power or whatever you, however you want to kind of think about it, like you know, please help me with my perfectionism. Do you think they're going to magically remove that or do you think that they're going to give you more opportunities to practice being okay with things that aren't perfect? They're going to put me a foot to the left of the of the goddamn tapestry so, so that I'm off, yeah, so that I then have to, yeah, deal with it. But, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, thanks for listening, guys, and and watching. Thanks for watching as well. If you made it all the way to the end of this podcast, once again, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. And if you have any comments or, I don't know, if you want to just let us know about anything, leave us a comment in the section below. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. It's, um, you know, you, you make all this possible. And a special thanks to um, Brené Brown for watching. Yes, uh, We really appreciate her support. That's awesome. We, uh, <laughs> she's a real big fan. We I know, I know. So. Of me, not yeah, you, yeah, not so well, much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys next time. <laughs> Take care, guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. There was, there was Ruckle. There was Ruckle. What is a Ruckle? It, uh, you don't want to be Ruckle. What is it? <laughs> Is that even a real word? Yeah, it's like when no, it it's ruffles. Not. Yeah. No shit. It, it ru yeah, ruffles? Rug I, ruffle. I've heard ruffle, like a ruffle, like a chip, like ruffles, laced potato chips, ruffles. Yeah, but ruffle is to like vigorously, you ruffle like a dog if you stroke it. No, like ruffled feathers. Ruckle? I don't think yeah. ruckle's a you word. You ruckled it, yeah. There's a ruckle. We've said Ruckle far too many times now. We have. Welcome to the Ruckle podcast. Okay. <laughs>